0: Welcome to the Meet Me Podcast, a podcast all about our multifaceted human nature and constant journey through self discovery. With personal stories and insights around trauma, motherhood, relationships, spirituality, and individuality, I'm your host, Michelle Malik. Thanks for listening. hi friends and welcome to another episode of the meet me podcast i'm michelle malik thanks so much for listening i was Pushing myself to get this episode out, I actually was just on vacation for uh, the weekend with my husband celebrating his birthday. And I know I had just said in my last episode I would maintain a weekly cadence, so even though I'm a couple days late, I really wanted to get this out there. And I knew that I wanted to have a motherhood episode, but wasn't quite sure which areas to focus on and um, how much of my journey I wanted to share. but. It became very clear to me that I wanted to focus more so on some of the initial struggles in motherhood. You know, I am currently at the age where every time I log on to social media, I'm seeing pregnancy announcements, gender reveals, you know, welcoming new babies. And so I know that this is a common theme happening for a lot of people in my vicinity, and even just in some of the conversations that I've been having with you know, my other friends who are moms, as well as people I've worked with on healing sessions that are moms, there's this common theme of trying to find your identity post-birth and into motherhood. And I think that is something that a lot of women struggle with and face. And so that is kind of where I wanted to focus this episode, rather than giving all of the details of my pregnancy and birth experience, although I will touch on those, I really wanted to kind of highlight that initial postpartum period and some of the struggles that I experienced in the newborn stage. And it's so funny because I had a friend recently who said that she was jealous of how I'm able to balance You know, motherhood on top of so many other different things. And I wanted to make it very clear that it has not always been that case. I struggled a lot in the initial months of motherhood, and a lot of those struggles actually I didn't really express to many people. So I am happy to have this platform and, you know, be able to share that experience so that again, somebody can pull what they need from it and um, hopefully can. Be inspired to take action if they are themselves struggling right now. And you know, this is one of the main reasons that I started the podcast because I'm so fascinated by our human ability to be so multifaceted, to be so many different things to so many different people. And so it always breaks my heart a little bit when I come across someone, especially a mom who doesn't know where she ends and where her baby begins and has kind of lost her sense of self through that experience. And so i wanted to share you know my struggles as well as what tools and necessary conversations and boundaries had to be set in order for me to come out of that dark place so that hopefully you can apply it to yourself or recognize these things in somebody close to you that you know is going through similar experiences in regards to my pregnancy it did come as a surprise my husband corey and i were at a stage where we were open to it happening, but weren't actively planning. We actually were ideally looking to start actively trying for a baby, you know, a few months after the fact. And so when I did find out I was pregnant it definitely came as a shock Um, obviously we immediately were met with excitement but also some fear and um, confusion we just didn't know what we were getting ourselves into and I also at that time was going through a lot in my personal life as well as with work and so I was already at a very heightened stressful place when I found out that I was pregnant and so adding pregnancy on top of those conditions was definitely not a great time. Um, I did not have the most comfortable or easiest pregnancy and maybe I'll, I'll share more of that down the line, but I had a difficult pregnancy I also did have a difficult birth experience. Nothing that I had initially planned for happened, and it actually ended up being a fairly traumatic experience for me. And I remember, like, one of my first thoughts after giving birth was why is this a normal thing? Like, there are just women out here creating life and birthing humans and having to go on about their day. And still getting their rights taken away you know like i was very much of that mindset of like women are so powerful this is amazing that we're even capable of doing such a thing but at the same time i was like taken aback by it and i was reliving my birth experience those first couple days it was already hard enough to sleep with a crying baby but even when i did have moments to rest i would have like these flashes of my birth experience and so i had a really difficult time kind of with that adjustment And once I found out I was pregnant, I was already preparing and expecting that I may be prone to postpartum depression. Just based on my upbringing and um, some of the issues that I've faced over the course of my life, I knew that I was a perfect candidate for postpartum depression. And so I made that very clear early on and with my husband that, hey, this may be something that we need to look out for. I just want to address that beforehand so that way if we recognize signs I may need that additional support in kind of getting the help that I need if I'm unable to recognize it within myself so I kind of already had those initial conversations before our baby even came. But with all of these factors, you know, having a difficult pregnancy, having a difficult birth, and all of my predispositions to postpartum, I was so relieved when my baby was born and I actually felt immediately connected to him. I felt like my maternal instincts kicked in right away. Even though I was still unsure of exactly what I was doing, I felt like I did have a natural ability to Respond to whatever it was that he was needing and, again, felt that connection, which I know is something that a lot of women do struggle with. Um, And so I think in my mind, when I heard postpartum depression, I had envisioned it being more catered to that connection with the child. And so because I didn't have that, I think I put my guards down a little bit in regards to having postpartum depression. I, I kind of thought I was in the clear because of that. And so as the days and the weeks went on, I was having a really difficult time because I am somebody who typically likes to have structure. As I mentioned in previous episodes, you know, my dad was very strict on timelines. And so I was always somebody who wanted to have things scheduled out, I'm a very punctual person, I don't like being late to things, and so I knew going into having a baby that I would have to release a lot of my control instincts because babies are so unpredictable, and you just never know when something might change their reaction, and they're so sensitive to uh, external things, and so I knew going into it that I would have to release some of that control. One thing that I had a really difficult time letting go of was in regards to his sleep schedule. And I found myself kind of obsessively looking up how to get my baby to to sleep better. I was very obsessive over wake windows and catching sleepy cues, making sure that I rushed him to bed as soon as I noticed that he might be tired and it started to take a hold of me. I struggled to have any flexibility with that. I was very much like on the clock, on the dot, um, taking him up for his nap. And then when he would fight really hard to go down or, you know, would go down and then wake up way earlier than expected. I would get extremely frustrated and this happened time and time again again you know newborns are unpredictable you can do everything right by the book and they will still not follow exactly what you have laid out because they every baby is different every baby responds differently to things and so after time and time again of this happening and me starting to feel like no matter what I did I couldn't get him to get into a flow for you know his sleeping schedule i wanted to make sure that he was happy and well rested because i felt like anytime i didn't have things laid out appropriately he was just cranky and miserable and so i felt like so helpless and i realized that i was starting to get consumed by early motherhood and i was having a really difficult time asking for help during that time. You know, my husband was always available, but it was one of those things where if I was around, I just jumped at the chance to respond and made sure that I, you know, took care of whatever was going on immediately. I didn't even give my husband a chance to respond. And so I was taking so much of these responsibilities on that maybe I didn't have to and was getting to a breaking point, honestly. After some time of this happening and not allowing For people to truly take over for me, I felt like I was constantly still trying to be involved, making sure that look at the time, you know, it's time to put them down for bed, this is what we need to do. I was starting to go a little crazy. And as that accumulated over the course of those first initial weeks, on top of the sleep deprivation, fluctuating hormones, on top of like having to mourn the version of me that was not a mother and um, trying to find myself in this new identity, I just started to get triggered. I every time he would cry when I thought I was doing the right thing, I would just get this immediate visceral body reaction of like lack of loss of control not knowing what i'm doing not feeling like i'm good enough and i unfortunately resorted to past behaviors and i'm i'm so so grateful that i never took them out towards my baby but i would have many times where i would have to step away and would actually hit myself out of frustration and lack of control And unfortunately, I do have a slight history with self-harm from my middle school days. Actually, you know, before my mom had passed away, I had these tendencies. And so those things were kind of coming back up. And in addition to, you know, the abuse that was present in my household, I think my body was just reacting to the stimuli and saying that you need to gain some sort of control. And my only way to do that was by inflicting pain onto myself. And this is something that's actually very hard for me to admit. This was not very long ago. My son now is 20 months. So this was, you know, just over a year and a half ago now. And it's not something that I openly shared with even people closest to me because it was embarrassing and mortifying. And I felt like something was wrong with me and i remember when i when this first started happening i was really quiet about it i didn't even tell my husband yet and was just researching all these different message boards and articles about postpartum and trying to see if i identified with any of that because at that point i was so confused that i was experiencing like this overt level of rage which was so different from what i had thought you know, postpartum depression or anxiety looked like. And of course, you know, through that research, it became very clear to me that what I was experiencing was normal in the sense that like people go through this, but of course hitting yourself is never a normal behavior and should not be condoned. So I knew that I needed to ask for help. It took me accepting that I had a problem in order to take those necessary steps that followed. And really, at the end of the day, again, I'm so grateful it never got to the point of me being physical towards my child, but I knew that I didn't want it to get there. And so I made the conscious decision to actively go out and look for help to change these behaviors. And so it started with leaning on my partner and talking to my husband very honestly that I'm having a really difficult time. And I think what is so important, especially if there's anybody out there like me who kind of tends to take control of a situation, doesn't always communicate when things are, you know, becoming too much for them and wants to just handle everything themselves. Like it is so important to stop. And first of all, notify your partner that you have those tendencies because What I think is really difficult and what was difficult for my husband was that in those moments, I didn't accept the help. I didn't want the help. I didn't ask for it. I wanted to just do it myself and I wanted to just, you know, solve the problem. And I think it's so important to have these conversations, you know, outside of the heat of the moment to say to your partner, your friends, your family, whoever it is that you have to support you, like... I struggle with asking for help and so what I need is if you see me looking overwhelmed or you just know that I've been on edge for the full day, attending to the baby, I need you to just step in and tell me to, you know, take a break or that you've got this. And so I had to have those conversations with my husband for him to recognize that just because I say I've got it doesn't actually mean that I do, that even though I can cater to my baby and take care of him that might not be the best thing for me at that time and so it's so important to recognize those things within ourselves because had I not recognized that that was something I needed I wouldn't have been able to communicate that and it would have only gotten worse and worse I started with that conversation with him and then I was very open regarding how bad it was getting that I needed professional help and so I knew just from a place of not wanting things to escalate and fear of what could happen if this continued to go unnoticed or undiagnosed that i could very well cause for a toxic environment for my son which is absolutely what i didn't want and so i think this was like my initial you know six or eight week follow-up that i had with my ob i was so nervous to admit again it's like this pride of feeling like we're supposed to just have things figured out and as mothers especially it's like this is supposed to come natural to us why why should I need to ask for help but I knew that I needed it and so during that appointment I made it very clear that I was struggling with what I felt was postpartum anxiety and postpartum rage that I was getting these outbursts of anger and unable to regulate my emotions with certain things and so they were able to help me with a prescription. Um, so I started taking an SSRI during that time. And I also asked for a referral for a postpartum you know, specialist for therapy. And so everybody's needs are going to look a little different. Again, I was at a point where I felt like I needed that professional interference because I was worried about not only the health and safety of myself, but especially the health and safety of my son. That was the route that I chose for myself. For you or for anybody else, it could be just needing those breaks, actively making the effort to step away from being a mom and doing things that are just for you, not in response to another life that you have to cater to. Um, and so I really encourage any moms out there or parents or whoever, really, that if you're ever getting to a point where you're, you feel like you're losing your identity in one facet of your life, it's time for you to take a step back and take a break from that area. And I know it's always easier said than done. And I know that not everybody has a partner that they can rely on for that level of support, but even friends, family, Whoever is in your close circle that you feel like you can entrust with just being fully transparent about what you're struggling with and how you could use some support, that is so essential. And it could be, you know, for me, I kind of have it set with my husband to where, like, I make sure that I have nights out with my friends, like whether that be just a girl's night or going to a movie with my brother is something that I do very often as well. Then even setting time aside to develop my spiritual gifts, making sure that I'm, you know, setting time aside to do Reiki sessions or to record my podcast or whatever that looks like. Even if you don't have the capacity or, you no know, support to do all these different things, there is still a way for you to find something that is just yours, that is just for you. Even if it means that you need your friends to come over to where you're at and just help play with the baby or to take them off your hands for a short amount of time. Um, even little things like that, or getting onto message boards and finding community that way. Um, I think that motherhood is so difficult in and of itself that it's really important to find a sense of community, but again, to find a sense of individuality within that. I always stress to all of my friends who are you know new in their motherhood journey that there is so much more that you are capable of offering the world and yourself than just being a mom we again are so multifaceted and capable of doing all of these different things but what's most important is that you're filling yourself up because as fulfilling and amazing as motherhood can be it is still extremely difficult and draining you're constantly putting out your energy trying to keep this person alive trying to manage their you know shifting moods trying to you know set appropriate boundaries while still being loving you know there's so many things that have to balance when raising a child and so as much as you're pouring into them you need to take that effort and intentionally Pour back into yourself, and you'll end up being a better mother for it too. I feel like ever since you know my initial postpartum struggle, after going through months of therapy and being on medication, and um, you know, having these open conversations and setting firm boundaries on my energy and my time, and getting really good at recognizing where I'm at right before burnout, so that way I can avoid getting there it's a constant journey it's a constant effort and i know sometimes you know i talk to my friends about this and it's like i can sense that they're like you're right but there's always a but i want to really stress is that no matter how many responsibilities you have no matter how many directions you're being pulled into there is nothing more important than how you feel and the value that you place within yourself because if you truly feel like you have so many things relying on you those things are going to need the best version of you and that won't be possible if you're not taking that time to again just fill your cup up set time aside to really do things that bring you joy that are not dependent on providing to another person. So wherever you're at in your own individual journey, just remember that if it ever gets to a point where you feel like you are being consumed by something, be honest with yourself and recognize that you've lost yourself in whatever it is that you've lost yourself in. And really be honest with the fact that you need to limit the amount of output that you're putting into this area of life. And so once you've identified that, once you can be fully honest, then you can take the necessary steps, whether that means to adjust your schedule so that maybe you have extra time to yourself in the mornings before your baby gets up or at night, or if it means that you set 10 minutes to meditate every day. If it means that you actually need to go out and seek professional help because you're struggling so badly and need those tools to help you navigate through this stage or if it means just calling up a friend, FaceTiming a friend, inviting them over or going out for dinner, whatever it is, those things are completely within your control of making the effort towards if you want to get yourself out of that place. I know it can be so difficult when you're in it and you're in the thick of it, but there are resources available, there are support systems out there that want to support you but won't know how to unless you communicate that with them. So I hope that this is helpful and again this is always something that I'm happy to discuss any you know, moms out there that have maybe experienced similar situations. Um, or want to you know have more conversations around this again I realize that I kind of been putting out these somewhat bite-sized episodes because I really want to get the meat of my message out without some of the additional details, but I'd be more than happy to continue conversations around this. And also since this is so early on in my podcast journey, um, any feedback is totally welcome. If you have, you know, if maybe you heard me touch on something and you want me to expand further on that topic, let me know. I'd be happy to provide episodes based on feedback. Um, I already have, you know, a couple that I have planned, but I want this to resonate with people. so whatever topics that you feel like you'd want me to dive into feel free to send those recommendations my way again you can find me on instagram as well as my healing collective we've had a little bit of a slower couple months with events but we are planning to get some on the calendar for august and september for sure And um, you can also reach out to me if you're interested in a private healing session. I provide intuitive guidance and Reiki healing. I'm looking forward to connecting with more and more of you as um, this gets out there. So thank you so much for your time listening, and I can't wait to chat with you soon.